This episode is brought to you in part by the Geek Therapy merch store on TeePublic. Our store features exclusive designs, podcast merch, and some of our favorite designs from around TeePublic. Check it out by visiting geektherapy.com slash store. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. This is very strange. We are recording in person, most of us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, I'm Josue Cardona with Lauren Keller. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And making her Geek Therapy debut, Nina Taylor Kester. Nina. Hello. Nina of Lara. Nina, Nina, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Nina all the time on the show. We do. Did you I know just, that, I just never dropped. I never dropped her name. How do you feel about that? Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly I kinda, good. I kind of like being that, um, like in in narrative where there's that character that you never actually see or hear, but everyone talks about. I just think those are the best characters. Like the character that's really important to the story, but they don't cast them till like season three, Obviously, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah that type of thing. Welcome uh, to season three. Welcome to season three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get started, two announcements. First, uh, for the last couple of weeks, we've been adding shows to the network, shows and blogs. So this week, another announcement: the Superhero Therapy Podcast by Janina Scarlett and Dustin McGinnis is now a part of the GT Network. Woo! Janina has been on the show in the past and she had a podcast. If you follow her, you would know that she started a podcast as over 10 episodes, but it was like buried inside another feed with a whole bunch of other shows. So that's taken care of. And now the show, you can subscribe to it and it is part of the GT family. So welcome Janina and Dustin. And one more, one more announcement. We have a new patron on Patreon. Woo! Woo! What? Yay, patrons! Welcome, yeah. Mark. Welcome to the party, Mark! You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Mark. Mm-hmm. At, like, a high level. Like, like, like Mark, a high level. Like, Mark's I not messing around. Know. Like, he's... Uh-huh. He's a patron. Mark's our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, all of our other patrons? <laughs> Work for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason we're all together and we're live in, uh, well... At a, we're sitting at a table in a hotel room is because we're in San Diego. We're at Comic-Con. And it's been a really long time since I did one of these. And it's cool. Like I think every time we come to Comic-Con, at least for me, it's about spending time with friends. And But as I've been here, I, I've kept saying like that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to spend time mm-hmm. with friends. But hanging out with Lauren today reminded me of all the other reasons why <laughs> Comic-Con is cool. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like you had like a concentrated oh. version. In a good way. I thought you were saying I was not a fun friend to hang out with. <laughs> 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 it's like rude. But in that case, thank you. Oh, how sweet. No, that's it, so sweet. It's cool oh. when you get to have someone who's never seen it before and yeah. like has that experience and you get to live vicariously because after a while you start getting jaded and... uh yeah, <laughs> after it's been more than a decade. So yeah, it's been awesome that we we always try to bring somebody new to Comic Con because especially somebody's worked the con for a long, long, long time. You totally forget what all the fuss is about until you see someone bright eyed, excited, come yeah. in and be like, "Oh my goodness, these are my people. <laughs> Where have they been?" <laughs> Plus, we got to go shopping. We went to panels. We mm-hmm. walked outside of the convention center. We walked the show floor. We did a little bit of everything. You got to work a booth. You got to work a booth. I which did. You were a booth, babe. 
dreams coming true. I think that's an outdated term. I don't think yeah. we're allowed to say booth babe anymore. You know, whatever. I'm reclaiming it right now. It's reclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> it's reclaimed. It's me. I'm the booth babe. I think the only thing you didn't do is cosplay. Yeah. I said to Josue earlier today, I'm a little dis- I-, I am disappointed I didn't bring my my lapis costume, even though I don't have the right hair anymore. I should have just half cosplayed. Yeah, exactly. Half play. Half play. Half I should have just done it. You should have just done oh, it. Oh, well. It's a thing. Next time. People do it. You saw that today? <laughs> uh, speaking of the, the booth, um, the reason Nina is here at Comic-Con right now is because she is working here. She is... Why are you here? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, so I'm the program coordinator for the Cartoon Art Museum. What is that? Um, it is it is one of the longest running museums dedicated solely to comic and cartoon art in the United States, uh, and it's uh, in our um, always changing weather pattern, San Francisco. I was going to say sunny. <laughs> it is not work. always sunny in um, San Francisco. And in fact, we just moved to fish, a new location in Fisherman's Wharf, where it is often various weathers of cold and um, chilly, but sometimes also, warm. Yeah, we got some beautiful days out there. Although it, it always changes. Like last week, we went. Um, kite flying in the wind <laughs> and the cold because I found a Batman kite that makes it look like he's jumping at you while he's in the sky. It's so, actually really awesome. Yeah. There's a giant lawn out uh, in front of the museum where you can like hang out and chill. And so it's very cool. I got to go for the first time a few days ago. Yeah. I liked it. What was your favorite part about the museum? My favorite part of the museum was the, what's the name of the exhibit of the old animation cells and kind of like the history of animation. Yeah, that's our, our treasury of animation, and it's actually pulled from the museum's permanent collection. And so we have over 7,000 pieces of comic and cartoon art. And so we pulled some of the the best and coolest and sort of rare and some fan favorites for a timeline of hand-drawn uh, animated cartoons from the 1920s, um, starting with Oswald lucky rabbit and going all the way into the the 2000s with cartoon network and i've heard you mention that that may rotate out and like be a more permanent kind of fixture in the museum yeah um we're we're kind of adjusting some shows so um one of the cool things about when we do a show like the uh, a treasury of animation is that we actually leave it up for a little bit longer usually our shows last about three or four months. Um, but for a treasury of animation, I'll think, I think it'll be up a little bit longer. And because like I said, we've got those 7,000 pieces of art in our collection. Uh, the curator's going to rotate out some of the pieces over time. So if you visit the show multiple times, you'll, you'll, you know, ha- have to see, um, can you, can you spot what's new in the galleries? Can you, can you see what's highlighting? I think, um, I know some time around there where we We've got some James and the Giant Peach pieces from stop motion animation, and I heard those will will be coming out at some point during the rotations. Ooh. Yeah. No, it was really cool to see all of these shorts uh, or movies that I've seen and then see actual little pieces of them mm-hmm. or sketches, you know, part of the movie making process that are so old too. Yeah, there's, there's storyboards. Um, there's actually sheet music. I believe yeah. it's from... Yeah, yeah. 
Wiley e. Coyote. Yep. Um, With all these notes. That yeah. That's so cool. Um, so getting to see like all the different parts that go into animation is really cool for this show. We've got a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff from Fantasia up right now, and those are some of my favorites. Actually, there's um, some really cool sort of scene studies that are just these beautiful little, um, I believe they're gouache paintings for Bambi, and it looks like this really like creepy abandoned little uh, tree and I'm trying to remember what scene it's from, but now I have to go back. Some and watch parts Bambi. of Bambi are kind of creepy, though. It's like, true. Um, that movie scared me. The yeah. drip, drip, drop song. Yeah, still terrifies me. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't think I've watched that movie since I was like six. Yeah, my, my favorite piece is the drawing of. I don't think this is from any actual cartoon. It's just like from the time, which is Walt Disney. And Donald Duck sitting at a table, and we're seeing it from the, uh, like the outside of a building. And on the outside, it's uh, Mickey like in a trench coat and a hat, with his hands in his pockets, looking really sad. Yeah, and it's also like snowing. There's snow. Yeah. He's like up to his like pe- almost his knees in snow, like yeah. out in the cold while yeah, they're having yeah. like a warm dinner yeah, inside or something. Yeah. So strange. And then I, I looked at it. I was like, this is like. Mickey looks cool, but at the same time, he looks kind of sad. What's happening? And then in the card on the side, it said that this was like around the time when Donald Duck became more popular than Mickey Mouse. And like that, that like blew my mind. That was before I was born. Definitely that that, that, that happened. And uh, I've been telling all my family. Like <laughs> that's like what been one of my highlights of uh, <laughs> of my trip so far. Yeah, I think one of the cool things about working in the museum and especially doing some of the more historic shows is kind of revealing those things that we we may have forgotten about over time um so yeah like those moments of like when, when was donald duck more popular than mickey mouse like is could that really happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so what is the cartoon art museum doing here at san diego comic-con so the cartoon art museum every year at san diego comic-con um we do a sketchathon. So the Sketchathon, we have artists from all over the industry come and they volunteer time at the booth to do sketches for attendees for donations to the museum. And um, it's actually really, we, we pull in accessibility even into our fundraising. The sketches only start at $10 and up. So it's actually a great way for, I've seen a lot of families and a lot of first-timers kind of see us doing the sketchathon and then they're like $10 like I can finally afford something at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you yeah. know, it's personal, it's hand-drawn, it's by people who work in the industry like what cooler. So, some of the artists you get can be like well-known artists. Yeah, too. we've had Pixar artists, we've had um artists from The Walking Dead in the past. We've had Jeffrey Brown. Yeah, Jeffrey <laughs> Brown um is always a favorite. He's he's unfortunately not here this year, but he's usually a, a regular. Um and then um yeah, so it's it's always kind of a a surprise who volunteers every year and so um we we have the schedule at our table so you can see who's going to be there during the weekend and come back for particular artists. Um, and then we also do, we started to do more and more programming here. Um, our curator, Andrew Frago, um, has kind of really made ends with Comic-Con by um, 
taking in orphaned or abandoned panels or sometimes sometimes they actually select him to do panels because they think it's a good fit and um but sometimes he gets to do some really cool like unique panels because it's kind of they're not quite sure who has the expertise to talk to a particular group of people and Andrew's like yeah I'll, you know I'll do my research I'll figure it out you know it's a curator that's kind of his job is to make sure he knows his facts before he goes into something um and so he's uh he gets to have some really cool conversations and then um I run some demos and workshop panels um at the museum so this year we have watercolor for cartooning and then we we usually every year do a, a basic drawing class so it's like a draw along and we have some characters and you draw along with us and you get some supplies from Sakura of America uh, who's a um, supporter a big supporter of the museum they they donate thousands of dollars worth of supplies for us for educational stuff so I always have to shout out because <laughs> I don't awesome. want to take that for granted. Yeah, yeah, it's super also, awesome. Also, they were walking around today in um, oh, they were Micron and yeah. Micron pen cosplay, and it was adorable and awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was yeah. like I'm gonna be a pen. It's cool. It's cool. It's really cool. They were actually inspired by someone else who had done it as a Halloween costume a couple years back, and they were like, "Well, you know, we're." We're the company, so we have to go out a little more and do it like more intensely. But you know, they were really inspired by their fan community. I know one of the reasons why why obviously the museum is here is to gather support. And I forgot to tell you earlier, I'm I'm almost certain that Lauren and I photobombed Robert Kirkman taking a photo of the booth. So I get, he's a fan. Like follow up with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tell Andrew. It's like. <laughs> Also, Lornier and I are now on Robert Kirkman's phone, yeah. which is cool. Trust me. Sure <laughs> wish I knew who that was. Walking Dead. Walking oh, dead. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably in the background of a lot of people's pictures. I think yeah. about how many pictures I'm possibly in, like, throughout the course of being... You're just photobombing throughout the whole yeah. weekend? Oh, That's totally. Try. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> At least you're wearing a Geek Therapy uh, sweatshirt. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. New, new marketing I'm wearing strategy. it right now. <laughs> Comic Con is my therapy. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, do you, do you want to blow your nose? No, I thought I was going to sneeze, but I'm fine. Gotcha. <laughs> it's just still inside of me. <laughs> and, and I ask you that because um, you didn't get the concred, but unfortunately, I, I got everybody sick here, and I apologize. <laughs> oh, he admitted well, it. I did. She's on I an did. accelerated schedule because she's only here for a day, and a half, so her concred came early. <laughs> I'm so I feel very bad about that. I'm very sorry, everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, so you are here for for a limited time, uh, yep. Lauren. We've been able to hang out hang out all week, but uh, you only had like a day and a half at the convention. But like I always love to hear, like, what what was that like? It was excellent. excellent. I really enjoyed it. I think, I mean, the best part is hanging out with you guys, but it's really cool seeing all of the cosplays and um, all of the stuff I can't possibly afford to buy. <laughs> and um, I mean, there's a lot of that. Uh, there is a lot of that, but uh, I really. I really like being around a bunch of people that I know I have something in common with, mm-hmm. right? It's like even if, you know, we don't have completely overlapping 
geek interests. I know that there is something in in the you know on the con floor that you know you looked at and got excited about, and I looked at and got excited about, and that's like really touching to me. There's sort of a a nice intimacy in sharing a huge space with a ton of people, but knowing that you're all there and excited to be there. And that's, that's really cool. 200,000 of your bestest buddies. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure some of them are jerks, but like I didn't talk to them. So that's great. You can pretend. <laughs> <laughs> I've told the story a long time ago about bringing my nephew here and asking him like, what are you into? And he was like, Lego Minecraft. I was like, no problem. Lego Minecraft has a whole area <laughs> with a whole bunch of stuff. And for him, it was so much fun. Like he was just like loving it. And, and I don't, I don't know how to describe it, right? Like a kid enjoys seeing things for the first time. Like, like a kid in a candy store. Like, yeah, but no, it's like a kid at Comic-Con. It's different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we are the same person. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so cool to, to walk around with Lauren and she's like yelling things to cosplayers and they're yelling things back. And she started like, a chant on, or helped some kids start a chant on a bus today. Like, Look, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to let a chant fail when I can do something to save the chant. <laughs> she got like a bus going, calm, hey, calm, calm, hey, calm. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know if I've ever seen that in my decade plus of coming to Comic Con is Chant, people chanting. Sometimes you got a chance for me too. Yeah, thank so, you. You just got to chance it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like after a day and a half, I don't know. I feel like if I, if I were leaving today, I'd feel like pretty satisfied. If I were you, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think you got a pretty good day and a half. I feel pretty good. Yeah. I saw lots of things. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed because I've seen really cool cosplays, different cosplays, like every like six minutes. And you're sure, like, if you had three more days, you yeah, get, like, I'd get to see so, so many, many more. more. Also, but, um, you had preview night and Thursday. Like, the good cosplay comes out Friday, Saturday, yeah, and Sunday. The masquerade <laughs> yeah. is Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I'm missing the the best cosplay days, but you know, I still got to see some really cool ones and so many various nerd apparel nerd shirts nerd tattoos nerd tattoos yeah yeah uh oh yeah i mean i have a i have a hyrule crest tattoo and it's really fun to be all like i just saw 18 people who have very similar (laughs) tattoos to me (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i I really enjoyed that and the the couple of um panels we got to go to were really neat you got to ask a question i did i got to ask a question you ran up on with the first person I sat closer to the front this time because I wanted to make sure I could ask a question. (laughs) I was wondering why you guys are so close to the front. Usually we don't sit that close. (laughs) I am. I I should have known it It was was one. Yeah, we went to a few good panels. I mean, it was it was it was good. I have a good feeling. Like it's it's really just starting. I feel I'm really sad that you're leaving because. Well, take notes. (laughs) Tell me everything. Tell me all about it. Send pictures to you of all all the stuff. (laughs) Send me pictures of good cosplay. You got it. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be so much. I I so really I really love all of the kid and baby cosplay. <laughs> though mm-hmm. maybe don't take pictures of children without no. permission. You but have to ask. Yeah. but <laughs> it is it is cosplay really is not consent. I saw like I don't know eight or nine, like you know little girls between six and ten dressed up as Wonder Woman, and it made me so happy. And they're just like mm-hmm. running around and, like. 
there was one little girl who the the crown the forehead tiara thing was a little bit too big on her so she's like running around holding it so it's in the right position on her face it was so cute she's like i'm committed to this role (laughs) i'm not taking it off i know it doesn't i'm not taking it off i'm wonder woman and she wears it. <laughs> I love seeing little kids pull their parents towards booths that have stuff that they want. Not even just like in the big like commercial booths with like the networks and stuff, but like I saw some kids with their parents in small press, which is most mostly indie creators and stuff. And um, little girl pulling, and the dad's like, "No, no, 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 no!" And she's like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes!" <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> Do, uh, Lauren, Nina, do you remember a few years ago, I think it was the last time I was here, this little kid dressed up as Iron Man who did the flying, like he was flying? Yes. He must have been like f- three or four years old. And that was like, show them, how, how does how does Iron Man fly? And he's just like floating. Like, yeah, like, on the arms toes. down and oh, the hands so out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. Little girls, <laughs> so I saw a little girl, I was in line at the ABC booth and um, – some of the people in line and I were joking with these people earlier in the line because the dad wanted to get up with them and we we're like, it's okay. And the daughters dress up as Miss Marvel and we're like, as long as she shrinks down to size because she's Miss Marvel, that way she doesn't take up more of the line. So she sat down in the line and it was so Aww. cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, I love I s- when they get into their roles. It's <laughs> yeah. so great. I saw a family. Um, uh, where the two kids were dressed as Dipper and Mabel, and the dad was dressed up as Grunkle Stan from Gravity Falls, and I was I was at the booth at that time, so I didn't like run over and be like, "I love you," but I thought it in my heart <laughs> a lot. That, that attitude is fully endorsed by the Cartoon Art Museum. <laughs> like, totally fan all over it. Please, so cute. I mean, don't harass anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that is not condoned by no. the Cartoon Art Museum. <laughs> But it was a lot of good stuff. Uh, something cool that happened today, we met up with uh, Elizabeth Smith, who the first time I ever went to Comic-Con, I did an episode like this. Where I was like, what's it like to go to the first time to Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. And it was just me and Liz. And it's cool that to see her this time. I haven't seen her in a very yeah. long time. And to see her here at Comic-Con, it really is. And Larry, um, Nina, you were saying that earlier too, right? It's like you come here and you like you see all your friends, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's a it's giant like, family reunion. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to live and work on the East Coast, and the show when I moved out here became my way of like reaching back and staying in touch. And um, especially because I kind of moved out here on a whim because I was following some like, oh my god, like I'm getting to work at the Schultz Studio, and and didn't look back and think like, oh, and you're leaving your entire like life. family <laughs> and friends and the life that you've established. I was just like, woo, let's do it, <laughs> and and didn't think about like, oh, I miss those people. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> well, even like we go to several conventions during the year and. We live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and some of our friends that we have up there, we only run into when we're at conventions. Like, we co- we live <laughs> within, like, an hour and a half of each other. We have to drive eight hours, ten hours south to run into them <laughs> at the convention. Yeah. Um, which, sometimes we don't even plan to run into them. And oh, no. Yeah. 200,000 people in San Diego, and you ran into how many like three people we know at dinner tonight. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Sometimes you run into family. 
Oh, yeah. I ran into my cousin. <laughs> it, was, it was very weird. It was like, I was at the booth, and I'm like, people are walking by, and, you know, anybody who makes eye contact with me, I'm like, hello, hi. Do you go to San Francisco? You should go to the, the Cartoon Art Museum. And I look over, and I'm like, oh, Hey, Galen. <laughs> what are you doing here? I have also never run into family at a Comic Con before. You are so. blowing her mind. Yeah. It was it was and pretty all exciting. These things I've never done. I don't think he listens to this podcast, but shout out. <laughs> shout out to Galen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. Like Liz lives in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I know that if I'm in Atlanta for Dragon Con, or if I'm at San Diego for Comic-Con, it's very likely that I may see her. You've it's got plenty cool. of people you can go to a convention. and It's, it's true. It's true. It's you true. can hit a whole bunch of people at the same time with like, Josue is here. Yeah. I got to hang out with you. It's funny. <laughs> uh, yesterday, preview night is only three hours. And at the other three hours, I was like, I already saw the show floor. Uh, what am I going to do the, for, for another four days? Like it's like you go away for a couple of years and you forget how much you can do in four yeah, days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today I was like, today ended, and I didn't go to a tenth of the panels or events I wanted to go to. <laughs> Plus, there were things on the show floor that I wanted to do, and I've already like walked the whole thing like four times. And it's and crazy. Th- I know. And then when Liz showed up, I was like, oh yeah, like there's more people here to meet and talk to. Mm-hmm. It's like four days isn't enough. Or <laughs> like, like more time. How, what was it? There was the the dragon from Dragon Ball Z up on the roof. You said you walked under it like three times and <laughs> hadn't seen it until I pointed it out from across the room. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that, there's, there's Shenron. That's that's so cool. And then when I went to the booth, I was like, oh, I, I've, I've been here already. <laughs> I, already come to the booth. I just didn't look up and there's a giant Shenron. Oh, so good. So, so um, when I was a kid, I got a little mini magazine in the mail, and it was from Comic-Con International, which is the group that runs the show and what they would like everyone to call it. But, but nobody does. San yeah. Diego Comic-Con. No. Um, and it was a guide to the show, like what you could do there, how you should prepare. And I read that thing like a kajillion times. <laughs> oh. And it had things like, um, you know, make sure you study the map carefully before you come because people get disoriented. Make sure you have water. Some people have passed out. I was, and, you know, this was when I was a kid, so this was already like several decades ago <laughs> at this point. And... Um, yeah, and I, you know, I just kind of clicked in my head that I was like, man, I read that, and I, I was like, that sounds really cool. I should go to that someday. But when I finally made it here, I didn't connect to when I was a kid. I just connected to like having been in college for the industry, and then like this is where you're supposed to end up as part of the industry. So, but yeah, like even back then, it was this like dizzying event that was so massive, and like the first day. It's just we travel down here, we do preview night, and we were exhausted. And it's like, okay, I'm done. Can we go home now? And then after the first, like, big day, you've had your rest, you got a taste of it. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I need to do all the things, all the things. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough time. You got to keep pushing, keep pushing. You could miss out on a freebie at a booth, or you could miss out on this really awesome panel, or a signing, or... I don't know, 
miss out on seeing a booth that you didn't see that was squeezed between two other things or all the cosplayers outside. There's so much to do. Today, Lauren and I had a lot of that. It was like, we were looking for a, a booth that we never found. I have no <laughs> idea. Like, the number just didn't exist. I don't know. And then we saw an event, a Rebecca Sugar event. And we're like, yeah, let's go to that. And then you have to have a ticket for that, huh? Not yeah. only that, but it wasn't even at the convention center. No, it's in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. Mm-hmm. And that, like, you're talking about looking at a how to guide uh, when you were a kid. Like, now we have the app, you know? Like, I just search but it and all the information is there. They send you one now in your nice little badge box. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier now. And even with that, I was like, oh, nope, sorry. Nope. There's no way we're making it to the Rebecca Sugar thing. I, I do still recommend like trying to kind of do a basic memorization of the map if you really want to get the most out of it so you're not like because even when you look at the map on the app and like in the moment you're like okay i see the thing here but where is this in relation to where i am right now and it's like a whole nother like it's like a math equation i need indoor gps i need like a google maps mapped inside of the convention center like they have with like the louvre and things like that that's what i need i need to train beforehand I don't know Otherwise. what you guys are talking about. All you need is the paper map and then have Pokemon open and cross-reference the two. You'll always know where you are. Is that is that how it works? <laughs> That's how I was sure? orienting. Um, I just look up at the ceiling and see a dragon or see the DC booth or I know that if I look by Oni that's where the Cartoon Art Museum booth is. So, And that's just like the show floor, right? Uh, we were upstairs and I had no idea how to get back to the exhibition hall and so I asked someone and he was very very eager to help. He was like I'll help you out. Yeah and then he brought out the map <laughs> he was like you want to get here and we're here. I was like I don't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it ended up it was like just 10 feet behind it us. The stairs like, are right there. <laughs> it was freshly behind us. But the way they moved everything in the signs, like they were flowing traffic differently. And now yeah. the, the RFID stuff, I was, oh, I was confused. Oh, so much good stuff. We've partnered with Public to sell Geek Therapy merch. On our store, you'll find t-shirts, stickers, mugs, tote bags, cell phone cases, and a lot more. With exclusives like our Comic-Con is My Therapy and Media Matters designs. You'll also find merch for all of our podcasts, but some of our favorite designs from other designers on Public. Visit geektherapy.com slash store to see everything we're offering. Designs will come and go, so let us know if there's anything you want that isn't there now. Suggestions and fan art are always welcome. Again, visit geektherapy.com slash store to get some GT merch. We could we could just uh, talk about cool Comic-Con stuff forever, but I, I did want to ask you, Nina, since you're here, about some of the panels and things that you've been involved in, not only now, but in the past, um, related to queer comics, and you've also done the queer comics... Expo? Yes. Expo. Yeah. You got it right. You yeah, we right. talked about it um, when it was happening on the show. Uh, what are you doing this weekend related to all that? So um, there's a nonprofit called Prism Comics. and We went to a panel, um, yeah. the mm-hmm. Transgender uh, Comics panel. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Prism as in the thing, that, the thing that refracts light and creates rainbows, not Prison. <laughs> um, just to be clear, prison. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, what other pr- kind of prism is there? But yeah, I gotcha. I've heard her go through this a yeah, few yeah, times. No, no, no. Yeah, I can see. Sometimes I can people see. mishear me, and it's, it's. They're like prison comics. I, I get no. it now. <laughs> prism. With an M. Uh, comics is a nonprofit dedicated to creating awareness of 
um, LGBTQAIKLMNOP, I'll just throw it all in there, um, peoples, both as fans and creators and content in comics. And uh, they are largely responsible for my career. Um, and I don't think I'd be in the same place I am now career-wise and all the cool stuff that I've done without having been involved with them. And so when their their main guy, uh, Ted Abenheim, Abenheim, every once in a while, I'm like, how do you say it? And he's like, yeah. It's Ted. It's Ted. <laughs> yeah. Ted, is, Ted it's, is great. Ted is Ted. <laughs> so um, Ted came up to me at an ape like two years ago and was like, so I've been wanting to do like an industry award for queer comics for a really long time. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Like, I've got the Queer Comics Expo, so let's just make it part of the programming for that. And um, we worked with this amazing, amazing volunteer as our chairperson, Maya Kobabe. And um, Maya has just, like, totally... Um, been asking all the right questions, sort of helping us. Like Ted and I have basically been sort of like the the, the decision makers, and we kind of came with it. Um, sort of like here's like eighty percent, and help us, you know, fix the the rest of it so that it'll be at a hundred percent, and we can actually make this happen. And um, so last year, I was I was really deeply involved in like doing the very first year for the Prism Comics, and we do. Prism Awards. Or Prism <laughs> Awards on behalf of Prism Comics, the Queer Comics Expo, and the Cartoon Art Museum. And um, we have five uh, awards that can be won. Um, there's an open submission period in the beginning of the year. Um, so kind of look for it any time between, like, February and May is kind of, like, the, the time when we release the uh, submission period and run it and then um we actually do the awards in in june or july and so this year i had to skip queer comics expo because the museum reopened in its beautiful new location near ghirardelli square in beautiful <laughs> san francisco and uh there's just too many logistics at the museum to be able to properly run the con and not have it just be awful um and i didn't want to do that to the con or anyone so, um, but we wanted to make sure that the PRISM Awards kept going. And so um, we actually worked it out with Comic-Con International to have a specific programming slot just for the awards. And they timed it right after the Out in Comics panel, which used to be the Gaze in Comics panel that has been running for over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the longest running panel at Comic-Con. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, and they changed it to Out in Comics to be more inclusive of how yeah. sort of that that movement is expanding. And so right after Out in Comics on Saturday, which is always this really awesome two-hour panel where everybody just uh, talks Stop about their... <laughs> I don't want to mess Nina up and screw her I'm up. I'm so sorry. Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Nina's fault. It's it was me. Fault. It was me. I'm sorry. 
I was like, is she making a statement about me? Am I going on too long? No. No. <laughs> That's her maybe she will sneeze. Maybe she like, won't sneeze. Her eyes are rolling back into her head. Is she okay? <laughs> it's from all the pressure of the sneezes trapped inside of me. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Out in comics. All right. So um, there's Out in Comics is this really great two-hour panel um, every Saturday evening at Comic-Con. And um, it's just a, a very large panel of queer creators just kind of like talking about their experiences and because it's late at night it's not like stuffy or like super serious people there's like terrible jokes and you know the whole crowd is laughing half the time and because all of a sudden somebody takes it down a route and then where it's like it feels very casual mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe a little too casual <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it's one of my favorite panels and so after that we're going to be running just a 45-minute uh, award ceremony and announcing the winners for those five categories. The um, Oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm running them, and I'm probably going to get some of the titles wrong. So, um, so I think there's short form. Um, there's self-published. There's mid-size. Uh, or small, small to mid-size. Small to mid-size press. There's mainstream, and then there's anthology. And so those are the the five award categories that we kind of settled on um, that really kind of uh, encompassed a fair judging system. Like we went through, like, should we do it by genre? Should we do it by age range appropriateness? Should we? And so um, format became the best way to kind of like set a palette for how to judge all the stuff that and it does. The, and the qualifiers for, like, what what is the requirement of a comic oh. to be considered for the PRISM Awards? Yeah, so, like, so like what are we looking for, actually? It's, it's gotta be queer. queer comics. It's gotta be queer. Yeah, that's so, pretty much. Heckin' queer. queer. That's what I was looking for. So, yeah. Maya wrote this amazing mission statement, which I do not have on hand, but um, it's always in the material that we put out every year about it, and um, basically, it's sort of bringing awareness to like new positive or challenging material that um, brings in like honesty and awareness of what's going on in queer comics. So it's like the we're trying to really honor the people that are pushing the the that sort of category of queer comics forward and making it progress further than it's been before. I feel, it's so cool. We, they actually have the awards like right behind Lauren. Like, don't, don't. The, and they're not assembled yet. And they are the, they're the same <laughs> awards that were given out last year. And they're the coolest awards that you can get. I was so amazed when Nina described to me what she wanted to make these actual physical awards look like. I was like, how the hell are you going to do that? <laughs> she wanted a comic book open with a rainbow coming out of it. And I was like, what is this? And she managed to convince my friend Barry. Uh, Barry Figgins does uh, laser smithing, and he yeah. Lyris Laser Studio. Yeah, Lyris Laser. He um, yeah. he made the bases um, all cut out of wood. Did some weird. I don't. He figured out how to curve the plastic um, to make it look like a open comic book with laser cut. Um, 
uh, panels. panels. And then Nina's friend Amy did some amazing looking um, glass rainbows that we all glue together and put together. And they're so cool. Last year, one of the award winners was like, this is so most awards you get are really phallic and this is the least phallic this is the opposite and then she took her hand and put it through the rainbow like she like fisted the rainbow <laughs> and was like i hope my hand doesn't get stuck you're right that it i was i was wondering what's the opposite of phallic that is the opposite of phallic yep. yeah 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 so gynec um, Gynic? There's a word for it. I don't think yeah, that's don't it, know. but there yeah. is a word for it. <laughs> yeah. It exists. So It's what yeah. Lara said. Yeah. <laughs> she fisted the rainbow. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a, the comic pages are open and the the glass rainbow is going from one page to the next. Um, that's really cool. Um I've we've joked in the past about doing something, a podcast or something. And I'm wondering other podcasts that cover queer comics. Are you aware of any? Um I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so I, I know there's there's stuff out there. I hope one of your listeners goes on the Geek Therapy forum and creates a thing and just, like, people list out podcasts left and right. They could do that as a response to this episode on yeah. the Geek Therapy forum. It, it's funny. I actually um, I have a really hard time listening to podcasts about the industry because I feel this overwhelming pressure that I'm not doing enough. And you also get you, angry when you disagree. Like you have listened, you don't <laughs> listen to our podcast because you yell at us in the car. I, I usually agree with most of your <laughs> theories. It's usually like you're, you're, you're like, oh, there's this thing and I can't quite remember it. And I'm like yelling like the, the ask an audience member person. Like <laughs> it's the it's a thing. Why? Why don't you know the thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but but, but what, do you, what do you mean by you don't listen to podcasts about the industry because you feel like you're not doing enough? What did you mean by that? So I'm curious. Uh, it's interesting because we've also watched. Um, I've watched you guys kind of reacting to some of your listeners and fans reaching out and being like, "Oh my goodness! Like you've inspired me so much." And I think because I'm because I'm already in the industry and I'm already like working my butt off way more than 40 hours a week that like feeling inspired to do more just feels like I'm not doing enough. And I'm like, I can't handle that. <laughs> like, so when you're already to, like killing yourself, trying to like just get done, like the things that I have. On, I don't know, on I don't my know that feeling. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. No idea what <laughs> Josue doesn't have that part of his brain. No. no. So, um, <laughs> I, when I listen to podcasts, I tend to listen to stuff that's kind of not related. And, and since I'm more of a um, comic book geek, although I'm I'm more and more expanding into to other genres, uh, like watching more more cartoons more seriously um, as like a um, like how do they make this and what is the structure and what oh yeah Lauren's like teasing at me <laughs> about uh, me delving into. Steven Universe finally after avoiding it for ages because of the the pressure of like you have to love it um whoa, which whoa, you whoa. do you don't have to love it yeah but, but you we're do. very happy there. that you do yes no I do I do love it so much <laughs> um, I'm so glad that also there's an official Steven Universe podcast which you can listen to once you're done with the show once you're done yeah okay. I've already the started I've already started listening to some of it but um so I tend to listen to music podcasts because it's this other thing that can kind of give me a break from 
what I stress about every day with comics because I I don't leave it at work. It comes it comes home with me as Lara well knows. Um, yeah, I mean it's hard when you what you love is is your work. You can't really shut it off, and so you avoid it. Yeah, it's yeah. not like I come home and I'm like I'm gonna read comics, and that's not gonna make me think about my work at a cartoon art museum. <laughs> <laughs> no, so instead you play video games mm-hmm. when Woo! you and listen to music and pick up the ukulele and do all sorts of things to avoid drawing my own comics that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I always think about what other shows we can do or what other shows should exist, not necessarily that we have to do them, but to help other people who, who want to make a show. I think having conversations that are very honest and very kind of just happening, you know, they're not scripted and they're reacting to things that are happening. Sometimes, you know, we, like we don't, we don't do news, but we do talk about things that, that happen if mm-hmm. we care about them. You know, I think that's yeah. the, the, the biggest um, issue. And I've always, I love coming to Comic-Con and seeing uh, panels about representation and, the queer comics panels have always been great. We went to one today, like I said, the, the Prism Transgender Comics uh, panel, and I've been to many that you were either on a panel on or I was just with you, mm-hmm. uh, Lara, and you were like, yeah, I'm going to go to this one. You went to all the gay panels, and I was like, all right, yeah, let's go to yeah. all the queer panels. Let's go to yeah. <laughs> them all. <laughs> and it's always good. And even today, right, uh, Lauren, someone asked the, that question, like, oh, like, do we have enough um, transition stories, you know? And someone someone responded like, no. Like, yeah, we have enough. We should, we should go back to just uh, cis need, white male. Yeah, we need more white cis male stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like <laughs> it's not in, enough. Yeah. <laughs> in queer comics, or in, like in sort of before it really took on transgender as a, a very um, big topic, uh, the, the first sort of foray was just like, affection for person a person of the same gender and it was all like coming out stories and it was like that transition story is like a trans person's coming out story and so it's like can you just have stories about someone who is already transitioned and they just happen to be trans in the story and i think that's sort of where where that movement is going and i'm i'm happy to to hear that those questions are being asked because that means that we're making progress yeah I yeah. think I think my theory about it is there's so much more content to be made. If more people make content, um, you could have it. There's there's room for more stories if that's the story you want to tell. It was, it was a transition story or a coming out story. But as long as we get other stories as well, where it's like that her that person happens to be gay, that her person happens to be non-binary, non-binary, that person happens to be trans. It's, I mean, there's room for everything. We went to a representation and diversity in tabletop uh, role-playing gaming today. And during that panel, they showed six, at least six different podcasts, right? There's just a bunch. They showed, yeah, at least six. Maybe there were eight on that on that slide. But they were talking about how important it was that there are podcasts out there talking mm-hmm. about role-playing games now and 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 that they're different that they're i mean there are a lot that are you know d20 based and that are dm'd by straight white dudes but 
uh, that is that is changing, and and also on, on YouTube as well. We're we're seeing more and more people pick up tabletop games and role playing games, and and trying out new stuff and different systems and and things that are easier for kids to get involved in, or or grandmas who've never played those kinds of games before. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to say you need to start a podcast or anything. I'm just putting it out there. I know this is your really sly way of, of what you've already been telling me I should do all, all like I don't think you should ever, do ever it. since you got saying. here like you should do this podcast and you should talk about queer comics. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I don't don't think for a minute that I didn't know what you were up it's to. It's something like. that you know about and I think you care about so I think it would be kind of cool. It, I need to stop talking about things that I like, I'm, I don't know too much about. Mm-hmm. So the the funny thing is, is that um, I have had people kind of come up to me, and I, I do do, haha, do do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're mature. That's a type of thing you can do on your own podcast. <laughs> um, so I I do, do put do, on do. like I have put on a queer comics expo for four years in a row, and I have helped start these Prism Awards, and I have. Um, you know, really fought for representation as much as possible. I was at Archie Comics and when Kevin Keller uh, appeared and came out for the first time as the first openly gay Archie character. And, um, you know, we we saw the original script and um, me and a friend of mine who was an editor there, uh, he knew that I was very gay because we talked about women together all the time. And (laughs) um, he, I believe he brought it to my attention because he was like, I don't think this should go through if it hasn't been seen by somebody, like no one except for cis, white, straight men. And so you should take a look at it. And one of the um, people in the art department was also um, an older lesbian. And uh, so... She and I and uh, my friend got together and looked through the script and just were like, so, you know, these this this moment, I believe there was a moment where he just like came into town and uh, I guess he was talking to Veronica or something. Um, and please take this story with a grain of salt because it was ages ago. He was just like, yeah, I'm gay. And we're like, uh, <laughs> that's not it how was, it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, especially like not at that time ages ago and, and probably not. In the current climate of things um, and not in high school when a lot of people are kind of first really figuring out who they really are and some people know from when they're like really young or like before like before they were born I knew I was gay and um, but some people like I didn't know until I was like uh, 16 or 17 and my friends had all figured it out before me um, but <laughs> you know they're you know Archie is about teenagers and to have an authentic teen experience we wanted to make sure that um you know kevin had an honest uh, experience moving to a new town and having even if he was out where he previously was like having to find friends and figure out like you know what's what's riverdale like like how are people here what do they think of these things and then um you know having to go through the same types of experiences that the community had people in the community had been through and so so yeah so I've been a part of these like big moments and yet for me they were so kind of like small and personal at times even though I know technically they were important um 
That story you just made is like a whole episode that I want to do. <laughs> I'm like, I still like, I'm, ter- I'm like, I'm not an expert. There are tons of people that know more than I know. And so I, I get really scared that if I do hey, like Nina. a podcast, somebody's going to. We're all just fucking making it up. <laughs> we talk, we talk about that. It's true. My, but, mo- my mom told me you, I need to learn that. If you had a podcast, you could have people on your podcast. That's like, true. And let them just, it's like, I'm just uh, here to let you talk. The, the pe- yeah. The people that know so much, like when we went to that mm-hmm. event at the, at the library a few weekend a few weekends ago, and Justin Hall was just spouting all these details off the top of his head. he's he's a queer comics ex- historian and like i was like how do you know that this thing he, no presentation in front in front of him he had like slides and everything but like just the the amount of like dates and he knows the names of these obscure comics and it's just like really dude how do you hold that much in your brain i can't hold that much in my brain it, it is interesting as a area that's like currently kind of being written down historically and not something that's like like all all the mainstream and marvel and whatever stuff has like there there's a nerddom that's like really keeping track of all of those things and and there's some stuff coming out you know more every day about how some of that stuff may be oversimplified um but that for queer comics, because it's so recently being, like, decided, like, what are the historical points and who really mattered in, like, bringing this movement forward. I watched I watched Justin go through a lot of turmoil with other people who were his age or older um, about, like, who, who gets included and who gets excluded. And um, to be someone who's making those decisions, I, like, I understand with great power comes great responsibility. Like, I even whispered power because I was a little scared. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's really important. And I guess I don't even know if anybody's talking about it, but I don't know. I'm sorry this turned into, like, a peer pressure thing. <laughs> I, I, know, I know there are okay. queer artists who did have podcasts. I don't mm-hmm. know if they focus specifically on that, but um, I know that they do exist, that there are definitely queer cartoon artists who who have been recorded via audio (laughs) and posted on the internet. Do you always make those faces as you record? I've still got a sneeze just (laughs) hanging out. (laughs) I've needed to sneeze this entire podcast. And it is, it's just, I know. (laughs) It is, it is funny because we don't know. I'm going to imagine this every time we record now. It's pretty funny. funny. (laughs) Oh, I mean, the answer is yes. I do constantly make very weird faces when we record podcasts. It's good to know. It's good to know. Oh man, maybe that could be a Patreon exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren's faces. It's it's not even a. Yeah, it'll be like a a recording of just Lauren's face. Not all of our faces. Just Lauren's. (laughs) Maybe maybe we can turn this into gifts for. Discord or something. GIFs? The, yeah, GIFs. Sure. GIFs. Yeah. <laughs> GIFs. You bastard man. <laughs> if any of these things are enticing and would convince you to be a patron, let us know. <laughs> a Patreon, right? It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Geek Therapy. It's good Do stuff. It. <laughs> Do it. So, I don't know. Um, definitely let us know if you know of any 
any podcasts that uh, are related to, to queer comics, if you find any, if you find, I'm just going to ask everybody this weekend, like, what podcast can I listen to to get more conversations like this? That, those are probably the first people I should ask. People who actually listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. If not, yeah, I'll come I, back to I, you. I, we'll peer pressure yeah. you again. Yeah, if, 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 <laughs> if they're in front of the prison booth and ask everybody yeah. that walks by, hey, do you know if there are any queer comics podcasts? Yeah. I wish I knew who was moderating the awards. Oh, well, um, I, we, I, Maya will be... I'm seeing the awards. I thought you were. That's why I said it that way. <laughs> so, so there's what three moderators? <laughs> kind, if kind one of, of, if so, I knew one of them, and one of them would just ask everybody, that would be great. <laughs> so before be, we start the awards, a, sur- a hand out a survey at the Out in Comics panel <laughs> and the awards. It's just loose post its podcast recommendation question mark question mark. I'll try that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I got you while you were drinking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, podcasting face to face is so good. Over the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the best. I wish we all lived closer so we could do this. And I wish you lived closer, right? Because we all live kind of close. Kind, and then, close. then you could record in the Patreon offices in their sound booth. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. As could the four of us fit in, a, yeah. in the yeah. sound yeah. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. Yeah. Ooh, I like it's this. It's beautiful. All right. We should have taken you when we were up there. Damn. <laughs> You'll have to come back. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I wasn't really going anywhere with the with the conversation about the about making forcing you into a, <laughs> into a podcast. A, a, we'll a, just a have podcast. this for like in perpetuity. Then you can take full responsibility. I just like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Like again you you've been you have particular insights and i think it's pretty cool and it's something that i only see when i come to big conventions and it's Mm -hmm. very little even though there's a lot of uh panels there aren't enough panels i also want to do a disney podcast (laughs) (laughs) you just want to do all the podcasts i want lara to be in charge of our disney podcast and then i want lauren to be in charge of our Sneeze Faces podcast. <laughs> is this the host way to peer pressure segment? Yeah. <laughs> I'm peer saying. pressure. It's going to be a really short run, about an eighth of a second. <laughs> 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 no, I just saw you like for two minutes fight with a sneeze. I. It's bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> it's. I don't. I don't know where. I don't even know where it is now. It might be like down in my chest. <laughs> Just moving around. Just moving um, around. Yeah, so I don't know what the future of uh, Geek Therapy Podcast holds, but definitely I liked it for the last couple of weeks. We've had uh, multiple announcements. and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, We've still got a few more coming. Oh, there's a few that I'm really excited about. Oh, man, I'm so excited that the Geek Therapy family is growing. Whether or not Nina will have a show, who knows? I can't see the future. I don't know what the future will bring. Man, you know how much I've been dying to be on this podcast, and now you're just like dangling. A this was really yeah. fun. I'm really glad we got to do this. I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm like aching on the inside. I was like, oh, like I want, I want, I want a podcast. But so now you know if you want to be on an episode of GT Radio, just marry one of our co-hosts. It's <laughs> 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 the easiest way to do it. It is not. How long have you guys been doing this podcast? <laughs> how many years? Well, you had, you well, hadn't earned it until well, recently. Well, this particular, <laughs> this particular <laughs> version yeah, of the, the podcast. Fastest way. Yeah. Lauren <laughs> got on the podcast way faster. <laughs> Just insert yourself and don't apologize for it. 
<laughs> What's up? I'm here. <laughs> I'm on this podcast. I'm on this podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm so glad they added you, Lauren. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Lauren doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't. We all make shit up. Constantly. What is real? I think we're getting into the delirious time. I yeah, take also it's pretty pri- late. <laughs> I take great pride in my preparation and uh, production of this program. Yeah, it you're you're like up. six minutes preparing for this episode on the, <laughs> the bus back here. <laughs> Just don't uh, forget to edit stuff out at the end. <clears throat> Teamwork. I will. I'm going to edit so much out. Um, so we usually finish with a geek therapy segment, but uh, we've run a little long. So Comic-Con is our geek therapy. Yeah. That's, a, that's it? Just, yeah? yeah. Everybody's, everybody's Everybody yeah. in agreement here? I wanted yeah. better, like more specific examples, but fine. Yep. Comic-Con. Geek therapy. It is. If you want to go longer, we could, could talk about... What does your shirt say? My shirt says, Comic-Con is my therapy. There you go. Buy like on, buy it on T public. <laughs> you got it right. Hey, <laughs> you girls learning. <laughs> girls learning. Um, yeah, definitely. I think I'll put ads uh, for for the store in this episode too. Um, I'm wearing my Mastery Hunter shirt, which I'm I, I like very much. I think at the Prism Awards, I'll be wearing my Media Matters shirt. Woo. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. So, thank you, Nina, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. you. Made a dream come true. Lara, thank you for allowing Nina to <laughs> to be on the show and to speak. Thank you for letting her have her own opinions and all that My stuff. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Lauren, I'm so glad you can make it and we were able to to do this in person. Me too. Hooray. Thank Next you. week I'll tell you about the Black Panther research project yeah, that I'm ooh. leaving you for. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Tune in next week. Also, uh, we're only halfway through Comic-Con, so if you have any questions related to Comic-Con about uh, either us being here or experiences or anything like that, that'll be cool. We could cover all that next week um, on the episode and then rub it in Ali's face for that, you know, that he couldn't be here. he couldn't be here. Ha ha ha. Yep. I think. But also we miss you, Ali. I think we'd all enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Ali. I'll tell him about the exclusive shirt that I bought him, but I, I purposely haven't shipped to him yet. And I'll just, it'll be good. It'll be great. I'll, I'll have a few things ready <laughs> for, it's for next week. It's great to be like really mean to your friends and then be like, and then I did something really nice for you. So now you can't be mad at me. I don't like to be mean to people. Ali, an exception. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to check out one of the our t-shirts, that's at geektherapy.com slash store. Please join our Discord, which is awesome. And a uh, lot of conversations happening there. Some might say too many, but uh, it's okay. It's hard to keep track, but that's what it's for. It's like at, in the moment stuff. Just turn off your notifications. Just turn them off. It's uh, geektherapy.com slash discord. Our Patreon is at is patreon.com slash geektherapy. And we're on Twitter at geektherapy. I'm at Jose Cardona. Lauren is at chicken dinosaur. Lara is at geektherapist. And Nina, what's your Twitter handle? At Nina Kester. No underscore, no nothing? No nothing. Sounds good. I will put it in the show notes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 
this needs to all come out. <laughs> I was looking out for the mm, bye. <laughs>